Welcome to WVU Marketing Horizons, hosted by Ruth Stevens and Cindy Greenboss. We are grateful to WVU, who offers renowned online master's degree programs in marketing communications. And this series is presented by the Reed College of Media as part of their ongoing marketing series. Thank you for joining us today. Cindy, we have a very interesting guest today, Stephanie Schwab. And she specializes in SMB marketing. Awesome. Mm, her, her core business is helping small business owners develop effective digital and social marketing outreach programs. But with a, the intent of making sure they still have enough time to run their businesses. I think that's a great value <laughs> proposition. And she's also expert in helping companies reach small businesses and market to them effectively. Now, you might be interested to know that Stephanie's a longtime educator. She's a professor at Loyola. Oh, wow. And, she, and she's now living in Barcelona. How glamorous. Mm. Where she's co-director of the digital marketing program at Harbor Space University. So let's invite her in, shall we? You bet. Hello, hello. I am so excited to be here with you both, Cindy and Ruth. Thank well, you. Well, Stephanie, what a pleasure to meet you. And I understand you're also a fellow Chicagoan. So uh, you've gone a long way from Chicago to Barcelona. That's right. That's right. But my heart is still in Chicago. <laughs> well, I'd like to ask the first question, if that's okay. When we say SMB, that usually means small, mid-sized business. Um, but, you know, why is SMB considered so different from other types of B2B marketing or other types of consumer marketing? Yeah, that's such a good question. You know, I think that um, to a non-marketer, all marketing is the same, right? And we don't realize or, or others don't often realize how different it is to market to uh, enter, you know, for enterprise businesses to do their marketing or for business to business versus business to consumer. And SMBs are somewhat of a hybrid in many ways. It depends on the size of the small business, but a very small business, and, and we may talk about this a little bit more, but a very small business is almost like marketing to a consumer. Wow. And when you're talking to the owner of a business, you're asking them to make a decision about the what they're buying about what they're what they're um, engaging in about what they're spending money on in the same way that you would be asking a homeowner whether or not to buy that new refrigerator hmm. the costs are about the same you know like you're talking about the same kind of considered purchase and um, so marketing to a small business owner or or, or a small to mid-sized business owner even if the owner is the decision maker is really not that different from sort of more advanced consumer marketing that you would do for considered purchases. Oh, how interesting. And when people ask you uh, for a definition of SMB or small business, you know, is there a rule of thumb? I mean, I've heard large corporations who define small business up to $50 million. And then I've heard small business being under a million dollars or less than 10 employees. I mean, everybody's got a different <laughs> definition of it. Yeah. I don't, I don't have like the U S government has some kind of designation. I don't have that in front of me, but you know, there's, there's, um, there's definitely some official numbers and then there's the unofficial, like gut feel, like who are you marketing to? What kind of, what kind of, 
person are they in their business? Right. And that's that helps you understand. So if you're marketing to Hewlett Packard, they're one of our clients, we, we work, work with them on, on one of their brands, like that's obviously a really, really different kind of marketing. Um, and for them to market to their clients, they need to reach a really huge, huge wide audience. And so they're looking for a, a big effort, probably a lot of media, certainly a lot of money spent. That's any really big enterprise company, whether it's B2B like Hewlett Packard or B2C like um, like Dove, you know, body wash, you know, Dove, Dove personal care products. Either way, you're trying to reach the masses. And the definition of mass is different, of course. There are fewer businesses to sell to than there are consumers, but it's still you need to reach as many as you can. By contrast, small to medium businesses really need a much smaller audience and a niche audience. By their very definition, they don't have the time, the money, the energy to mat to market to the masses. And so for them, I think it's more important that they find the niche that they're serving with their product or their service and be really, really focused on the marketing that they're doing to that niche. That seems like uh, the, definite, the, the, the difference between small and large is, are you really, really niche? Then you might be a small business, even if you're multi-millions of dollars. And, uh, you know, and if you're really marketing the masses, um, then you're probably closer to the enterprise level. So if an SMB has figured out what its niche audience is, then what kinds of problems do they have in developing outreach programs? And what kind of advice do you give them? Well, the biggest problem for every small business owner that I encounter is that unless they happen to be a marketer turned something else, they are not a marketer. And there's this weird assumption out there in the world. And I hear it from lots of different people like, oh, marketing, I know how to do marketing. Like it's, you know, as if my, my MBA, you know, and you, you're all of your credentials, you know, like that, that they don't mean anything. Like I went to school for this. I have a, I have a degree in this. And a lot of people just think like, oh, I could do marketing. And that's just not true. Hmm. You have to learn how to do marketing. Not everybody is naturally a born marketer. And just because you're good at posting pictures on Instagram doesn't make you a marketer either. Hmm. So do you offer them training programs or, or how can we get them to the point where they can be marketers? Do you tell them, look, you've got to hire a marketing professional? What's, what's the best way for these small well, that's the conundrum. Yeah. So you, it, it's very hard to both learn how to do marketing and run your business and do your own marketing all at the same time. That is really yeah. difficult. So if you're a small business running a small insurance agency, my cousin runs an insurance agency with five people, like he's not a born marketer. Like how is he supposed to do all of that and run his business and manage his employees and be a great, a great consultant to his, to his clients? So I think that the best thing for small businesses to do is to learn the most high-powered, effective marketing. And then when you're really small, you're going to have to do it yourself and you're going to have to set aside time and recognize that that is part of running your business, to set aside a couple of hours a week to do marketing 
and that that's that's just mm. the cost of doing business. That makes sense. Yeah. So what are some of the high-powered techniques proven uh, effective? So what we what we teach, um, we run a, a program called Business Marketing Blueprint, and we teach small business owners how to do their own marketing. And well, it's really sometimes fun for some people to be on Instagram or, you know, fun to do video, great to do a YouTube channel. That's not always the most effective for a small business. And we feel like the very most important thing that small businesses should do is to create and grow their email list. Mm. Oh, that, I get we, it. Yeah. Having your email list is like, is it's owning your real estate. Yeah. Versus media, right? Exactly. Versus fishing or renting the far the, the stream that is Instagram or LinkedIn or YouTube or whatever. Like those are just you're renting that property. The algorithm could change tomorrow. You can put tons of time and energy into it, and then suddenly you're at a dead stop because you, you're not able to to get your stuff seen. Hmm. That's really cool. I I instantly appreciate yeah. that as kind of job yeah. one for a small business. I was wondering how you feel about LinkedIn. Many small businesses rely heavily on LinkedIn as their marketing channel and are uh, mining LinkedIn contacts for building their email or building their contact lists. Um, have you found that to be an effective campaign? Absolutely. So what we um, what we preach, what we teach is that first you have to have your email list set up properly. So you need your email, you need to have an email list with a small email list provider like MailChimp or Constant Contact or something like that. And then you need a lead magnet. You need some, a landing page with some kind of content on it that is attractive, magnetic to your audience. And in exchange for giving them that little bit of magnetic content, they give you an email address. So once you have that set up, then absolutely go to town on LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook or whatever your social platform is of choice, because now you have a way to get the people that you're just talking to on LinkedIn to actually give them something that you might get their email address and now start to build your list or have them on your list. It's also, you can totally use LinkedIn. You know, a lot of people are using it as a sales channel in and of itself, you know, that you're, that you're DMing people, that you're connecting with people and that you, you, you'll generate leads that way. That is a hundred percent effective for some people, but it doesn't work for everybody. And if you're not on LinkedIn all the time, right. it's not necessarily the first way that I would go about right. using LinkedIn. I'd rather use LinkedIn to get people to take my free stuff and give me their email address because then I can market to them later. Good point. So the the um, the lead magnet, um, what I would have called an offer, a content offer, offer a is uh, is made through various marketing channels. Like whenever you're posting on LinkedIn, you would include this offer uh, to drive to the landing page. You would also have that on your website, I presume, and other media that you have available yeah. without paying a lot for that. Yeah, you'd have, you'd have a link to it in your bio from Instagram. You would have it on, you know, pinned to the top of your Facebook, Facebook page. You would, if you were putting stuff on YouTube, you'd want to make sure that that lead magnet was a link in your YouTube description. Um, you can put it out everywhere for free in a lot of places for free. 
And then it's also very easy to drive low cost advertising to it and through Facebook or Instagram ads or Twitter ads or uh, LinkedIn ads, which are more expensive, but you can use that. And those are pretty easily learned. Like they're not for everybody, but again, if you're trying to do your marketing yourself, you can fairly easily learn how to put out one small ad to your lead magnet and see how it works and And build your list that way too. And then once you have a, a good email list, then I presume you're coaching them to develop a stream of outbound communications on a regular basis, presumably with additional value like content offers or that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. We want to nurture our list. We don't want to send them uh, a traditional newsletter. That's kind of old fashioned, you know, where you're just like talking about yourself, talking about your business um, or just rounding up articles like that's, that's sort of passe. Um, we teach a nurture email sequence, which is that every week you're giving really valuable content. We call it give content. And then in the PS, we ask, we, we give an ask, So we give, give, give in the body of the email. And then we ask in the PS, like we ask them to get another piece of content um, or an offer from us. We ask them to schedule a call. We ask them to come to an event. And so we're very subtly marketing to them that way. But I think that today people want more content, more help, more advice. And that's how they, that's how we as marketers and business owners get people to know, like, and trust us. Well, it sure sounds an awful lot like what Ruth and I grew up in, which is the direct marketing, direct response world, right? With a call to action all the time. You give, you have content, you get them um, to be interested, you establish your credibility, and then you have a call to action. (laughs) (laughs) And that's um, so effective. We know that that's remarkably effective. And and what goes around comes around, right? Like all marketing is marketing. It's, you know, it doesn't change that much. We just put different names on Interesting. So where do you think this is all headed? Yeah, it's such a good question. You know, at the beginning of COVID, I had lots of colleagues and and friends who were running small businesses, mostly service businesses, coaches and consultants and, you know, insurance agents and accountants um, who were really struggling and really um, did could not see how they were going to move their business online. And, um, and at the time I ran a couple of courses to help people pivot. The, the, the program was called Switch, to switch your business from online, from offline to online. And I, I think that we're in another kind of similar, like kind of late pandemic, another kind of similar place, which is that people are really scared of the economy. They're not sure where things are going. And uh, for small businesses, they have the ability, small businesses more than other types of businesses have the ability to change. And it is very, very difficult to get, you know, Hewlett Packard to make a shift. You know, that's a giant ship and we're going to move them by millimeters, not, not yards. But as small business owners, now is the time to really think about how do you package up your offer? How do you make yourself really obviously appealing to your to your um, audience? And so now is the time to think about like where am I? Where and who am I marketing to? Is my niche well developed enough? Is my messaging well developed enough? Is it dead simple to buy from me? I think a lot of small businesses make it hard to buy from them. Like you have to jump through hoops to to actually buy. Like how simple, how much can I simplify that? So 
yes, we're coming into a time that seems a little scary, that the economy is a little uncertain, but it's a huge opportunity, I think, for a nimble business to slightly reinvent themselves and, and do things differently. That is such good advice. And um, you're, you're saying take advantage of this almost downtime to, or this time that you might otherwise be paralyzed to get some of your ducks in order and, and be ready for the next growth spurt. Did yeah, I know? Yes. I'm not sure I'm saying that actually. So, okay, let's hear it. Thank yeah. you. Um, so what I'm saying is that this is not going to be downtime. You're going to have to work double time right now to really get yourself out there and to really work, um, to make your business work. And what you can do is really like take stock of all of the things that you are doing to get your message and get your product and service out there and be nimble about it and, and make a switch, like make a change now or as you go on the fly to respond to market conditions. Mm. So don't assume that things are going to slow down there. I hope, but we all hope that they're not going to slow down, that this is not downtime, that this is time to be really nimble, make changes on the fly and forge ahead. Love That's it. great advice, Stephanie, for um, so many of us that are small businesses ourselves or are helping clients who are small businesses. You did bring up an interesting category, and that is professional uh, professionals, uh, accountants, lawyers, uh, physicians, dentists, mm -hmm. uh, many of them that you know are in themselves small businesses. And um, they are you know, traditionally uncomfortable marketing period, right? They tend to go by word of mouth or recommendations. And uh, so is professional services any different in your mind in the way in which they should be behaving or reacting to the a future environment? Or do you say, no, it's the same industrial, uh, professional services, small businesses should all take the same advice? Yeah, I, there's a lot of nuance there, of course. And, you know, certain professional categories have a lot of regulations about what they can and can't do oh, in marketing. Yeah. And, you know, so um, so there's that, that, of course, you have to be very careful if you're, a, if you're a physician or even if you're an attorney on what you can do in marketing. But let's assume, though, that you know that for yourself or that you have a professional helping you with that. Um, really, the bottom line is it's still how well have you defined your audience and how well are you speaking to them? So to say, I am an attorney for any person, you know, like I do personal attorney stuff, you know, I do divorces and wills and trusts and estate and whatever, 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 you know, if you're that kind of an attorney that kind of does it all for people, then you're not differentiated amongst all of the other attorneys that are right now going to really be working hard to get business because the, you know, the um, economy has changed. So can you instead look to see like, what's your greatest expertise and what do you love to do the most? So if you've been doing a ton of estate planning for people and you really love to do that, why don't you say, I am focusing on parents in their thirties and forties who need to set up their estates for their, their estates and trusts for their children. Like be really niched about it because mm. then it's much easier to refer to you much easier to go out and do your marketing because your messaging is really clear. So you get the benefit of both referral marketing and the outbound marketing if you're really, really clear on your niche. People 
prefer experts versus generalists, don't they? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's much, much easier to hire the best of something and the best has to have a specific expertise. Right. Well, this, this has been great. really enlightening and I've really enjoyed our conversation with you, Stephanie. You picked up some great tips, both for uh, SMBs, small businesses themselves on how to look at marketing and not be so afraid of it, right? As well as those of us who consult for the small business market, how to help them and uh, to be more successful during these changing times. Thanks so much, Stephanie. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Ruth, thank you so much for having Stephanie Schwab join us today, talking about the SMB market, something you and I are really passionate about, Uh, you know, being business to business marketers, the small business market is sometimes a a really tough nut to crack. And And the fact that she focuses on this full time, she's really up to speed. And didn't she share some really interesting tips and tricks that we can use as marketers ourselves and also advise SMBs on. I I thought she really shared a lot of wisdom. She did. She did. And she made it very easy to digestible too. You know, I think for those um, that are a small business, you know, like yourself and myself are small business owners, Mm. um, sometimes marketing can seem very daunting and, um, the Especially because that- there are so many choices. And that's yeah. one point I loved about her. She said, narrow it down. Just here's what you do and don't do any, don't be focused on Instagram right away. <laughs> you know? right. Right. So great. TikTok and Instagram and, you know, all those things that we, we, we see out there and think we have to master. Um, you know, when we asked her, you know, how SMBs are different, small, mid-sized businesses are different, and and how she um, shared that in some ways, a very small business is more like acts like a consumer, right? The yeah. owner of the small business behaves more like the owner, a homeowner, making decisions that are considered large purchases or considered purchases for their home, their business being similar to a home. And um, I think that sometimes we forget that when we, we as marketers are trying to sell to engage with um, a small business, that right. we may forget that the owner of that business, A, is busy running an entire business, like you run a household, yeah. has um, emotional connections to their property. I love that she used it as a real estate um, connection there. And that we need to consider how we address and speak to their needs more on a a consumer as well as business than a larger business that doesn't have those same kinds of um, messaging platforms, perhaps. Right. And I also liked that when she got down to it, she said, the business, the biggest problem she sees when talking with small business owners is that they're not marketers, but they think they are. So, <laughs> so, so she almost said that it was her job to put them on the right path. And the first thing she said is they need to understand their target audience and grow their email list so they can reach that target. Wow. 
Um, Wasn't that a bit of a surprise? You know, we think mm-hmm. about all these other media, like you were saying, your Instagram, et cetera. And, you know, sometimes email can be a bit of the forgotten child. It's like we take it for granted if you're a larger business. Of course, you have an email list. I mean, that's, you know, kind of mom and apple pie. Every marketer has to you know, cultivate and grow and nurture an email list. But you don't think about how important that an aha that is for a small business. And she gave us a lot of good ideas for how to build it. So mm-hmm. you want to have a content offer and a, a well-written landing page. And you want to post that content offer in low-cost and free media everywhere. So she mentioned your bio, your various social media profiles, landing um, pages, and, and, and make sure you have a landing page so mm-hmm. that you can capture that email address. And then she said, then you, then you want to nurture that list and use it as a, a way to be in touch with these prospects over, over time. And that makes this whole kind of tear herring, hair tearing um, conundrum for a business owner who doesn't even know what to do first, much more digestible, isn't it? Yes, really- yes. And, you know, um, it did harken back to our, our direct marketing days, which, you know, we talked a little bit about during the podcast, but the whole idea of, you know, a small business has to build credibility provide testimonials or content uh, so that they are considered the expert in their niche, in their product or the service that they offer, provide it and give, which I assume is that free content, and then have a call to action, you know, sign up, uh, register for my subscription for a newsletter. uh, Actually, she argued against newsletters. Did you notice? She said, we need to feed them valuable content, but not a newsletter that's about chest pounding and all about us, remember? So just to clarify. But then I also loved when she said that in these difficult times, not only, you know, COVID, but also inflation and other business challenges and the uncertainty today that this is a good time when a business owner should take stock and review his or her decisions about who's my target audience? How Mm -hmm. am I differentiated from my competitors? Do I have the right messaging? Have I made it easy for them to buy? These are marketing 101 basic questions, but often when we get distracted, not only running our business, but also kind of doing what we've been doing for a while or we're, um, you know, in a rut, being reminded to have a good rethink during uncertain times was really valuable. Yeah. And she said, we're going to be working really hard and we have to work, right? It's not like you're working less hard now. You're going to have to double down, work really hard and work really smart. Um, Simplify doing business with you because during these times you have to make it easy for a company to do business with you or a consumer to do business with you and make sure you know how to package your offer. Like what is it that you offer? What's your unique selling proposition? Like those fundamentals Indeed. of business. Can you articulate what that is and how is it different than the 
guy or gal's business next door. Uh, right. So important. Basic questions that I think any business owner could absorb and see the rationale behind them and also feel just more comfortable that, oh, I got this. Let me yeah. take a couple hours a week uh, or take a couple of hours out of my week and get get these handled rather than yeah. you know, being overwhelmed and flailing around. Now, when you think about it from the marketer's perspective of a company that wants to sell to the small to mid-sized business, right, or wants to engage in it, I mean, we know the SMB market is the largest market in terms of size of a number of businesses. I know that Stephanie didn't, you know, want to define it, but, you know, we know that 80% of all businesses have less than 20 employees. For example, most in in the United States, most businesses are small businesses. And while we think of like the big players as dominating the landscape of B2B, which they do in terms of, you know, sales and revenues and expenditures, budgets, budgets, (laughs) Small business is what fuels the economy and small business is where it's at. But selling to small business is really tough, Ruth, as you know, right? It, I mean, if you got to sell to a thousand small businesses to make the amount of, of money and sales that you could get from one sale to an HP, for example, you know, how do you make the economics of that work? Right. Well, I mean, my, as we've operated in the B2B world, Cindy, these large enterprises end up using channels to represent them, right? Or they right. withdraw from the SMB market altogether and go, go upstream. Um, that HP example that she, that Stephanie gave was saying, well, you're, you're behaving like a, a mass marketer and it can be, the margins can be pretty low. It's, it's not necessarily a good strategy for everyone. So, Cindy, that was a really productive session, and I think it'll be an inspiration to our listeners. Thanks so much. Thank you. You've been listening to WVU Marketing Horizons, hosted by Ruth Stevens and Cindy Greenglass. Please be sure to visit go.wvu.edu slash mctoday to view our upcoming conversations, listen to previous discussions, and subscribe to receive updates.